this is gonna be candid and I'm gonna t not like say shit but like I'm probably gonna be like stuttering and gross and I'm very sorry for that we do not care you're good because we're going right now oh shoot <laughs> Welcome to Me and You, where I am me and you are you. It's Today we have a special guest. Bye. Bye. Okay. He, he is our special friend. He, we talked about him last time. But not time. that kind of special friend. No, but I mean, I mean yes, <laughs> yes. And I have, Caitlin is glaring at me. <laughs> and the grave just got six feet deeper. You are past the uh, center of the earth now. By six feet. Uh. I'm very proud of myself. I've got enough space in my grip. I can just kind of like put my elbows up. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, anyway, what, what did you want me to um, talk about? Well, uh, we had a conversation that just started, but Michael was kind of getting more into it. And I'm like, this would be a great podcast. And then he also was like, but I also want to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. And then we had you here and I'm like, wait, we could throw his two cents into it. Because he sees, well, well he, he, he will tell us. Uh, his. The, he will tell us his side of the story, where Michael and I will tell our side of the story, which... Gesundheit! Pineapple! Bless you! Uh, okay. That, that, that's it. I usually sneeze in doubles, so I don't know why I didn't sneeze again. But anyway, today we are going to be talking about relationships in D&D, both... I know, such a shocker, because we haven't already talked about that. Well, well, I mean, like, but we're talking about romantic game. Romant uh, romantic relationships in D&D, like whether that be between players, whether that be between uh, the, D the uh, a NPC and a player, yeah, and w we, what that entails. Which I think we've kind of brushed on this in another podcast. I don't know. We talk about relationships a lot because that kind of is most of our topics. Yes. But this is a different side of things because you can get it from both a couple that's in a relationship at the table and then also from the one of our friends. The person who is watching the relationship <laughs> at the table. <laughs> I am so sorry. As Caitlin makes goo-goo eyes at the characters I make as the DM and everybody has to tolerate this. I don't make goo-goo eyes at every character. Well, you, Junta. Well, I, no, Junta's- That was me! Nil, nil. Nil. Nil is the only character that I have made goo goo eyes at. The others, I have not. You just like him because he can't speak a lick of common. And he's oddly charming. Actually, that's a good enough reason, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But anyway, um, we honestly wanted to talk about this because it's kind of a weird subject and it goes mostly from table to table and it very much depends on the DM. Um, and very much the players. Romance on the table, even I have been burned by it because I have had players who have tried to romance other players at the table that they were at the time dating and then things get ugly awkward. yeah and then the girl started dating another guy at the table and uh, needless to say it can be messy to date in a game and in real life at the same time yeah, no and then there's also the DM and a player if you want like a player to get involved with an NPC and where do you really begin in all this? Well, well why let's, let's, let's be clear on that. Um, I see sometimes when people make characters that are, we, we talked about this when we were on a walk earlier, um, about how sometimes people make characters that are meant to be little more than vessels for their own ulterior motives. Like I don't know, flirting with barmaids or flirting with the female player at the table. Which is disgusting. Uh, which can, I shouldn't say disgusting, but no, honestly, people will just go like, oh, it's just a character, man. I'm just, 
this isn't actually me. I'm just doing what my character would do, and it's... And this, that's sort of the whole um, center of the issue, which would be, how is it going to affect other people at the table, both players and the DM, because the DM deserves to have a good time, too. And when a player would be flirting with the DM's NPC, sometimes that can throw the game off-center. It can just be a distraction. It might be funny, but most often it's probably just going to be a little bit annoying to everyone else at the table, especially if it's not very well-received and it makes someone uncomfortable. Exactly. Obviously, there's, like, huge differences between this. If I was, like, playing a game with you guys, like, obviously I'd feel fine being a little goofy or silly or, like, flirtatious. If I was playing with people that I wasn't close personal friends with, I don't think I would be open to any sort of romantic relationship between a character, one of my characters, and someone else's character. Because, yes, it is a character, but... I'm the person saying the words, which can be uncomfortable both for me and to have it directed at my character. Because in some way, it's also being directed at me because I'm the one who has to respond to it. Yeah, I I get that entirely because, like, for me, I didn't start playing with other people until Michael brought me into other groups. And at that time, I was always playing a character that didn't have any romantic interest in anybody at all because I was like this is awkward, I'm sitting next to my boyfriend and I don't want to flirt with another character when I hate his character because I really like another character, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of closing myself off from that. But then eventually it came to a point where I'm like, you know what? Well, you guys are like insecure in your relationship. We were. We were at the (laughs) beginning. At the very, very beginning we were. But now it's like, I'm comfortable, he's comfortable. We have understandings about it from a game perspective and how we can go around and be okay with it. Yeah. Granted, 99.9% of the times, I'm not trying to romanticize another player because I'm my character isn't necessarily romantic There's 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 levels to it. There's yeah. character to character, player to player, but then also my character is going to say something that I want to affect another character but how's it going to affect the player? Is this something they're, they're interested in? Is it something right. they would be comfortable with? And is it something that I think will further the story or be something interesting to explore? I mean, a good example right now is you and my character, um, sisters. Which ones? Our yeah. Sisters. Uh-huh. Rhea's sister, Phoebe, and your sister, um, Dev. 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 Okay, so if I can interject here real quickly. Go for um, it, DM. No, like, I, this is a great <laughs> honest opinion because... For context right now, I'm running a Rogue Trader game uh, with these two right now. Uh, Val's character has a sister that is basically interested in Caitlyn's character, and Val... Well, she hasn't met her yet, but I know she's going to be interested. Well, that, that's the thing. I was like, I don't remember ever meeting Dag. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then there's Val, who's interested in actually several of the siblings of Caitlyn's character. And mostly, this is... I mean, is... there's six sisters in total. She can... And Harry's going to fail six times. I know. We only failed one time. Um, <sighs> but might I remind you something? That this is with a group that... Well, they... we've known each other for, what, three years? Yeah. yeah where you are comfortable with each other, so you are fine with something like this. And also, consider, since we're discussing it here, it's clear we've discussed it before. Yeah. And I have not only gotten, like, the okay to go ahead with it, yeah. but... It's not something that I'm going to be suddenly springing on them in the middle of a session where if they're not receptive to it, they're going to have to be like, 
or try and, and play yeah. around it or try to like gently let me down or redirect the conversation. Exactly. Right. Which is always the problem because I've seen it and I've seen it happen where people <laughs> don't have that conversation. Oh my god. Never, they are they not never... adults about it and what they end up doing is they just go for it in game have their giggles about it and yeah, then who wants to cause a fuss at the table and then afterwards it's really awkward and the gameplay after that session is never the same it's never the same and i've had i've been on both sides of the screen when that happened um i've i've been both the dm and i have been a player and i've been romanced by other players and i've been romanced by npcs and that's always a weird thing is like when npcs take interest in you as well and i mean that's sh- that in my opinion, like, yes, that makes sense from, like, a world perspective. These NPCs aren't just going to line up like a buffet, you know, and just go, okay, choose your husbando or waifo. No, they're human, <laughs> and they are they might actually take interest in you, and that is a thing, but we need to be sure that, A, the players are okay with this, and B, that you've at least discussed it. Um, in some of the situations, like what Caitlin mentioned, um, players sometimes just bring it up. And there have been games where I just did not even think to mention romance in Session Zero because, well, you know, it just didn't seem like this crew would have that be a thing. I think, I think the first one where we didn't even have the conversation in Session Zero was when we tried doing a Witcher campaign. Exactly. And it just kind of, I told you how I was going to play one of my characters, and then I completely went in a whole different direction with the character as I grew to learn what the character was like. Exactly. And now I'm just a walking, talking um, bard, essentially, even though I'm not a bard, and I just want to sleep with everybody to get information out of it. Well, I mean, you're you're pragmatic, and not to mention it's fun. Yeah, but it helps, too, that you're my boyfriend. That that always does help for you. But Um, but it's also one of those things, too, where I didn't necessarily tell the other players, because it happened when we had other players at the table. But I, I, yeah... And then I think that's also something because, again, that group, we've all known each other for a long Very time. Very long. And yes. you guys know that I have, like, no problems being like, y'all, stop. Not to mention, like, it, it, a lot <laughs> of people, are... like, it, it's good to at least acknowledge before the game, like, look, I have no romantic interest in and you. And also... Personally. You guys are very responsible in keeping things PG thirteen and oh my god, yeah. attending yes. to the comfort of other people at the table. Yeah. Yes. Never go into like like honestly. If y'all guys want to have your ERP, that's fine. I don't know, but not, do that not on your at own the table. Time. Not at the table because we're here to tell a story. Yeah, yeah that at is the... not something you do at the table unless everyone's agreed to it beforehand and you're not springing it on people. But that's also still something that can get very out of hand. Like, you really have to sit down and have a conversation with your players. Because everybody has different levels of comfortability. Mm -hmm. And they might say one thing when you first start out, and then the further you play, the more uncomfortable they get. Yeah, you really have to watch and pay attention to that. Again, it it all boils down to having respect for other players, making sure that you keep the atmosphere at the table appropriate. Mm -hmm. So if someone's feeling uncomfortable, they don't feel like they just have to grin and bear it. Yeah, allow the timeout mechanic to... Like, if a player feels uncomfortable, allow them to go, hey, guys, do you mind if we stop? What, uh, some people I've, I've known have the red light, green light, yellow light. I mean, like, that's, that's what we did. We, we decided that we'd had enough, and we just kind of wanted to stop for the night. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's what you can do too. You also can have the whole okay, fade to black, and then you start in the next day. It's a fl- it's a fresh start. Yeah. You don't need to have any of that really. And then I also remember it's a game. It's a game. It yeah. It's a game. game. I it never, I game. never want to prioritize a character moment over the comfort of someone at a table. Yeah, exactly. Even if I think it would be cool or fun or sexy or whatever. Right. Yeah, and remember, I can do it yeah. by myself. I'm a writer. I can do it myself. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, you also have to remember that if you are going to have, like, romance, and let's be honest, like, romance kind of gets accompanied by, uh, am I allowed to at least say the word, like, uh, smexy? Yeah. Smexy. If you're going to have smexy time, it part, be part of the game, you do have to make sure that you have some standards. I have had players try to assault other NPCs and players before, and you have to put a stop to that immediately, because sometimes players... That like, is like, a no-go. Oh, my go God. To, uh, you go to jail. I, do I don't, not collect not your... Do, do not collect, collect $200. $200. I, I don't care what some people say, like, oh, that's what my character would do, or like, oh, come on, she's, like, leading me on. It's like, you know what? I ha- You, are the, as the DM, have the right to call no. That is not allowed in my game. That is inappropriate. We're ending the game for the day, or we're going to have a very serious talk right now. And that's another problem when you let D&D have romance in it is that you leave yourself open to a lot of potential issues. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I know this hasn't been a very informative video on how to do it, but if I have to give you any advice, one, have a talk with the players beforehand, whether or not romance and that sort of stuff will be allowed. If they say yes, what is allowed? And like, what is player on player allowed? Is the, is player on NPC allowed? Whatever. And um, ensure that communication is always open. Also, set ground rules on what is allowed and what's not allowed at the table. I usually just straight up, as a base rule, always have the fade to black mechanic for whatever smexy encounters you guys might have. Because as funny as you might think it might be to go off and talk about how you make the other feel amazing, whatever... The other players. Yeah. You talk about schmexy stuff. You the don't other players necessarily describe that. If oh, there's God, a player yeah. next to you who's completely uncomfortable with that conversation, absolutely. Because they might not necessarily. And then look, like, you can have the oh, sorry, I'm busy, I was doing stuff. As the other characters like, I'm stuck. Yeah. But like, you can make. Jokes we don't like need that. to know. <laughs> I mean, you and I have done that in Spycraft before. Yes, we have made We're, those jokes. I've heard. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, but no, honestly, it's a passing comment, and that's it. Don't let it. It's overt- context. It's funny. It doesn't distract too much. Yeah. Yeah. Remember. And the story can move on. Remember, the yes. game isn't about the two people just because they are having a romance. It is about the entire group. Um, however, like, I know that we've been talking about base rules and whatnot. And, like, and for what I've been saying, like, there's a lot of pitfalls you can have. But I personally believe that you can have some amazing character moments. And it can have some really good opportunities for character growth. And for stories. Hey, we're uh, doing um. Do we want to talk about d- yes, road trip or yeah? Exactly no? where I was okay, leading to. Yeah. Very recently, I've started a one-on-one session with Val here. <laughs> it's not recent. It's literally been one session every year. Well, I mean, I, I'm I like get... this. I feel like I've listened to this conversation so many times about these two, <laughs> it, and it's... it feels new every time. But I know it's been going on for years. Uh, Junta uh, was an NPC I made for a campaign Val was in, and Junta essentially was a half, that's not a half, he was a full wood elf uh, woodsman, and essentially 
he lived out alone in the woods about maybe an hour away from town because he got banished after murdering somebody. Um, and, and, you know, during the one shot, Val's character met him and, actually, and, you know, it actually was really interesting to see how their friendship started and in some ways a lot their romantic interest began to start. And because of that romantic interest beginning, I got to see a lot more interesting sides of solitude, uh, especially regarding the the fact that uh, the way that solitude usually played, he's like the most prickly <laughs> son of a gun that you can ever imagine. He's a mean little guy. No, yeah, he will. He's the kind of guy that always has a sassy remark. He's the guy who he you know that he cares because he has those small moments where he takes care of the party members, especially the younger ones, like a dad, but. He never fully opens up. And the time with Junta really showed me that softer side, and more importantly, the side that he was scared to show in the more vulnerable side. And, you know, some, it's fun to see that, and it's fun to see how that develops as somebody else is willing to listen and talk and wait. Because you can't really get that. Like, friendships are one thing, but romance is when you open up wholly and completely and in my opinion you can feel free to step in here val i am so, sort of what i think was important about that is right now i don't even think the characters themselves are completely aware that they have a romantic interest in each other absolutely not no they're dense they're <laughs> stupid it's amazing so and may that's I, why may, my character may needs I to come share... in just be like Kiss already! May I share Solitude's natural 20 death saving <laughs> So it. they Do had it. been spending some time together because Junto was teaching Solitude how to make a special bow. And they go out into the forest because Junto has made the shooting range and he wants to show Solitude. And blah, 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 the session we do some stuff, we have a shooting competition, etc, etc, etc. When we come across orc tracks. And of course we follow them and we enter an engagement with them. Junta is downed. He is severely injured. And at that time, Solitude was also down, and he was doing death-saving throws. And Michael just had this wonderful, heart-rending description of Junta being thrown to the ground, and the, the, this being the sickening crack as his arm just snaps. And you then describing... <laughs> bloody encounters like it's loving i i'm good at it we need to and have then, another conversation about that <laughs> and then and then he of course turns to me over discord and says okay now do your death saving throw and i roll in solitude just perfectly gets a nat 20 oh, which nice. means he pops up like a spring daisy one hp <laughs> you're pushing daisy and the orc that just downed you was going to help his friend and then he ceased to oh exist. Oh my god, you just stabbed him right in the back of the head. It was amazing. And I mentioned actually You're this in the podcast today. before, um, where you actually had this beautiful character moment. Uh, well, you guys heard what I talked about last time, playing over stats, but yeah, you immediately popped up like a spring daisy, take the mother trucker out, and yeah, sorry, I'll leave you the rest no, of you. No, that's fine, and that's sort of... Well, we'd already been like joking that they were like boyfriends, and like, oh, they were in love... And um, but that was as the player, not the character. That was the joking. player, and that's that was sort of the moment where in game, Solitude, who is at one hit point, bloody, concussed, and kind of a mess himself, realized, uh oh, I'm feeling things, 
Because he gets back up, kills the orc that downed him, and then immediately sprints over and kills the second one barehanded. Um, I thought he had a knife. You had a knife. No, well, I mean, yeah. you had, you had oh, your yeah. short swords. Yeah. But, like, I mean, but, like, literally, this guy's twice as big as you, probably twice as strong, and I loved it because you threw aside the bow. You didn't even go for the bow, which I found was... I, I just thought that was a much better choice. Uh, thematically. Thematically, yeah. And that's one of those things, too, where I'm... We're an outsider listening to this conversation and like not being there physically to see watch the everything but like seeing it in my mind it's kind of one of those things where I'm like oh see having romance in a game can really help a character develop further or also you make different choices because you have those relationships like exactly um I think a really good example I'm sorry I was going to say one of my favorite examples goes to, um, uh, not Vox Machina, the Mighty Nine in Critical Role with, um, Sam Regal's character, him and his, um, you were saying. but it, it's, it's fun because you get to watch this experience grow and blossom and you get to really see a different side of a character. Cause Michael pointed this out and I think you might've touched on it too, Val, where being in a romantic relationship, you really have to show off a different side of you or a different side of a character that you might not necessarily be fully comfortable with right away because that's being very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. You're at like, uh, what, uh, sub, sub zero? Ground zero? Ground zero. Ground zero. You're at ground zero in emotions right there. At least yeah, that's how sure. I see it. Yeah. yeah. That that's my interpretation. It's all good. No, you got it right. No, there. Yeah. You got it right there. It's a lot it's a lot to think about. And then again, like sort of circling back to the good road trip cuz that's like the main I guess romantic relationship I've ever done in D&D and it's not even a romantic relationship yet. It's just all this potentials and tension. But first they have this personal relationship that is very close but Solitude doesn't really register it as being close. Yeah, I don't even think that Junta does either. Or maybe he do- maybe he got he, it. He, he does, but he's not a very and that's the other forward thing. guy no. for the most part. That's the other thing, too. You might have these relationships where you might not fully realize that it's romantic, or you might not even intend for it to be romantic, but sometimes you just get these deep relationships. Yeah, and even then... The romance is not necessarily the focus of their story. No. Because, I mean, it's it's not called the Great Road Ship. It's the road trip. <laughs> it's the road trip. And it's basically them basically having an adventure, slowly learning a bit more about themselves, and generally, I, I think the reason I liked it so much was it's a very in-depth character study both for me as the dm unfortunately unfortunately michael is very very familiar with the fact that i really really like to go all out with characters no i do too and there's some you rarely get to do that and i find that you really only get to do that when you do one-on-ones or two-on-one sessions because or you have an entire party that is willing to do that but that's very difficult i've only done that maybe once or twice very difficult very rare and also we're kind of getting a little bit of it with the witcher yeah, but that, that we was... don't meet 
very Listen. much at all because of, you know. Pineapple. Well, Salvador Listen. hasn't been willing to play for a while, but maybe that'll change. Yeah. But granted, everybody's been busy. But yeah, we had we did kind of experience that with The Witcher where it was everybody was getting to that point. Now, granted, we weren't like, all did, trying to rant we each think, other. Didn't we think that Yaz and Della were going to hate each other at the beginning? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we thought so. We thought, it, we thought that at the very beginning because I was um, a, cat a, a cat school and you were a wolf, wolf school. school. And those typically aren't schools that are buddy-buddies or get along. No. But then here we are, best friends. Best friends. And you're totally like the wingman to me. Just oh going God. like... It was, really, it was really fun to watch that develop. I don't think it would have happened if we hadn't already been friends. Yeah. Because yeah. earlier we would have been like, oh, hey, cat and dog, they don't like each other. That's like a fun thing to explore. Right. And of course we like started off from there where they had this sort of prickly back and forth. But... Yes, at his core, school of the wolf. Yeah. The pack orients. He likes a family, likes to have a lot of people that he can count on. Right. And Della, Della, despite her best efforts, <laughs> got adopted. No, it was a, Yeah, no, I, I, pretty much. I, I remember the first session I did with you two where literally it was basically you guys having to take care of a vampire that had been troubling a city that's currently got, going through a plague. Um, and one of my favorite moments of that entire thing is that. Uh, you guys get ripped off in the end. Like, m- hardcore ripped off. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, I think... You wanted to murder him. I wanted to, but instead what I ended up doing was um, I got into his room and uh, scared the living daylights out of him. <laughs> How, I mean, well, granted, you had the wolf to hold you back. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it was one of those things where it was... I... Um, I used my bard-like instincts to get into places, and then <laughs> your, I your, used... Your bard-like instincts. I'm yes. finger quotes here. Um, and then I ended up wanting to use my assassin-like instincts at the very end as the cat. <laughs> <sighs> murder hobos. I am not a murder hobo! Uh, no, you're not. I'm just giving you a hard time. I don't think I've ever played a murder hobo. That's a different topic all in together. The point I mean, of once this... I tried to play a murder hobo, and then I got, like, stuck being a good person. So I don't think... I don't think we're capable of being murder hobos. No. I mean, I'm definitely capable I mean, I, of it. I just don't think it's fine. I played Templar of the Templar Templar. <laughs> of the Templar Templar Templars. Oh, not this again. Templar! Nah, he... I don't know uh, how many times he, I've heard about that. Uh, Templar of the Templar Templar of the Templar Templars. Um, Templar. Um, he... I played him one time. That was... But I wouldn't want to play him anymore. No. It was, he was a meme, and it was meant for a, for a meme session. But the point is... Relationships are good. Oh, Romantic yeah. so relationships. That's the topic. <laughs> yeah. Relationships, great. Romantic relationships, complicated, tricky, doable. Yeah. But you want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Exactly. I know. And I feel like I've said this like five times by now, but respect and comfort. And you want to... I- and communication. Yeah. I'm, I'd communicate, be fine. Communicate, communicate, communicate. I'd be fine being like, oh, it's like going to be a surprise. But it's like... You I don't mean, wanna... if you're going to try and surprise people, maybe it's you go on it together. It's like you, the DM, and the other player that you're going to try and do it with or something. Yeah. And you guys know, but the rest of the party doesn't know. And it's a surprise for them. Yeah. Sure. But you don't want to just bring a trap on everybody and be like, surprise, feelings, I like you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and like with Addie and Dev and Ray and Phoebe, of course, I'm talking it over with you first to find out if you're receptive. Right. And whether it's something we think would be fun to explore in-game. Right. Now, am I necessarily playing 
uh, Luna or Phoebe or any of the other sisters? No. Oh, no. Addie's going to have to, like, no, try and flirt because with Phoebe through. Michael. that's Sorry, Michael funny. playing them. But they are still... <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're ready for another round of Addie flirting, Michael. Um, it was, it's worth it. It's, it's reference. It's pretty interesting. But the, the, the thing is, though, it's still my characters that I've created and I've developed and I've handed them over to Michael to play as. Because... Unfortunately. I can't play seven different characters... No. Because that's unfair to all the other players who only get one until yeah. that character dies off, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, obviously it'd be another thing if you were, like, bringing them in as an NPC. Right. But, but, but I, since Phoebe's, like, actively a part of the story. I can't do that. I'm, yeah. Either way. Yeah. And, and, and just, just for reference, you can edit this out if you, like, don't want to hear it that much. But um, with, it was Luna, right? Mm-hmm. I think... Addie's version of flirting was saying how well they could shoot a gun and offering to shoot the gun on command. So. Oh no, that wasn't Luna. That wasn't Luna. Who that was, was that? Phoebe. That, that was Phoebe. Phoebe. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, that, that the poor amazing. girl. The poor girl. But here's the thing. You scared Phoebe, the bartender so badly. You did because you pulled out the gun and everything. You pulled out your gun. weapon and showed it to Phoebe. And Phoebe is a mousy character <laughs> who just froze. Like. So that's what a gun looks, looks like. like. <laughs> it doesn't help that Phoebe really hasn't been shot at in her entire adventure. No, so she she's constantly been stuck in the um, engine room taking care of the ship. That that well, is her job. She's been doing rather safe jobs in the meantime. Yeah. Not nearly as profitable as what you and your sisters have been doing, but she doesn't really care too much about the whole gaining the family name. Nah, she's more interested in actually being, like, a mechanic, essentially. Nah, she wants to be a mechanic, essentially. Anyway, sorry, that's anyway, a side that's, note. That, that, that's a side story. I'm sure we'll have another top er, po- podcast about that whole campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's been um, that's I, been our podcast. I mean, yeah. any last words of advice or anything? Please don't roleplay sex at the table. Oh, God. I've seen it. I don't like it. I I don't care what people do in DMs. But please. It's. Uh... Fade to black. That's all you do. Please, and obviously, do. obviously, this is like different table to table. Because some people might be like into it. Some people may be okay with it. It's just I personally am kind of uncomfortable. So it's fine. What stays in? What happens in the bedroom stays, stays in, in the, the bedroom. bedroom. It does not happen at the table. Well, thanks. <sighs> thanks for having me on. It was super fun to talk about um, the do's and don'ts of romantic relationships. Romantic relationships oh, at the yeah. table. Yeah. Oh wait, we didn't talk about what if your players are dating. Oh, oh God. <laughs> we bypassed that. We just saw that and we're like, never mind. Um, um, no, I think I, these guys, these guys show it really well. I'm even though the guys like are like, you have your characters date, like that's fine. We we have, and you don't do it all the time. No, because we have a couple different characters in different games that play out differently. So like, Spy you're not Craft- just playing yourselves. No, absolutely no, not. That we've, I don't think when the two of us are Which, players, of course, we don't ever play Which, of course, if ourselves. you are in a game like that, and that's what you want to do, and you and your partner are doing that and having fun, and everyone else is just chill with it, that's fine. Like, why the hell not? It's a game you're supposed to be having fun. But mm-hmm. I highly recommend, just at least for the therapy, to make characters 
that hate each other. Yeah, I think 90% of the time, Michael and I have made characters that are either polar opposites or somehow do something to the other to get them to hate each other. It, it is... <laughs> it's quite. pretty funny. And then, um... I think only one or two of them have actually ever ended up in a relationship together. Yeah. I, I think Solemn... Solomon Rose, but that was an accident. A happy accident. That was an accident. Oh, yeah. But it was, a, it was an accident. Well, it didn't mean for that to happen. No, it was more like I started... I made a character, and I took over an NPC. That yeah, that solemn, my character seduced yeah. a long time ago. It, it's a long story. That's we'll, a different story for a different time, but... Yeah. Um, um, and then also... Breakups, the sad oh, part of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was a couple that I was friends with, both of them, one mm. more than the other, mm-hmm. who were inseparable. They were super cute together. They had a very strong relationship. Yep. And then one day, they broke up. All of a sudden, it was very uncomfortable to talk with either of them, even though one of them was like a little more, I guess, like mature about it than the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that kind of ruins the table. It, it does. And it made some games completely unapproachable for me. If one of them was in it, I would not want to be in there because I knew it was going to be very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and of course, it's difficult when a relationship ends, especially when you share a hobby that's as personal and creative as D&D because it feels like you're bearing your entire creative soul to someone when you share a character with them especially if you two make characters that are well together yeah and you Mm -hmm. make this beautiful detailed backstory and then you play in this world and then all of a sudden you break up you're not together anymore and you might still be in a game together where the characters that you made are so what are you going to do? Are they suddenly just going to break up? Are you going to drop out of the game entirely? Are you... What's going to happen there? And that's an excellent point, too, because you have to figure out... I think this is one of the things that you have to talk about at the beginning of... In, like, uh, in session zero when you're talking about and setting guidelines for relationships because you obviously want to make sure that everybody knows what's okay and what's not okay... But you also have to realize, too, that just because a relationship doesn't work out doesn't mean you need to try and force it in a game as well. Absolutely, yeah. Because if you do that, then it's just going to become toxic. You're going to hate it. Everybody's going to feel uncomfortable. And, you know, what happened with Val, you might have players that are cast aside or feel uncomfortable to even play anymore. Yeah. And honestly, in those cases... I, it honestly depends on how the breakup happened. Was it a clean breakup? Was it one where, which the, I know the one you're talking about. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna get up name names or anything, but that one was not a very clean one. And uh, the honest truth was, when you get a non-clean breakup, there's really only two options. Because like nine times out of ten, if it's an unclean breakup, it's going to just ruin the table. If you have both at the table, so... And believe me, we can all speak from experience when we say, if one player wants to nuke the site from orbit, they can. It's very easy for one person who's not having a good time to make sure no one else has a good time either. Yes. Yes. Very much so. And... It's... Yeah, you might as a DM have to make the hard call and either ban one or both of them from the table and just say, hey, this isn't working right now. 
and salvage the game from that. Which, you know, maybe it's not even salvageable, which is a sad truth. At the that point, you might have to just find a way to either end that campaign or, or you have to find a way to scrap start. it or start over. Which I kind of did with Val with our one-offs. Yeah. Uh, well, I we're, was, um, we're playing around in the ashes of a universe that was, that was the very one. interesting. Yeah. Basically, it was a five-party session. Two of the players were dating. They broke up rather messily. Which meant that there was really only three players left, and... And none of us had schedules that matched up all at once. So I ended up starting run the, running these one-on-one sessions, and it keeps the campaign going, and the spirit of it at least alive. Yeah. And you know what? It's working out alright. And I've uh, I've invited a couple other players from that session to do one-on-ones and otherwise. Um, if it is a clean break, though, it actually is sometimes possible for the players to keep playing at the table... If it's a clean break where they both are like, yeah, this wasn't working out, as rare as that might sound, um, you might act. they can still play at the same table, they might have problems with each other, but as long as they're willing to leave that aside and not bring it into the game, it works fine, but then what do you do with the characters? In that case, my experience, there's usually only two options there. It's either A, characters break up, and that is freaking fine. It doesn't need to have character reasons, it just the players are probably not comfortable with that. Or two, you can just retcon the relationship. That's fine. And you can just say, okay, that never happened. They aren't dating. They're not doing any of that. And you can kind of move away from all that emotional baggage. And of course, there's going to be people going, oh, but that's not very immersive. This isn't about immersion. Your comfort when it comes to these games comes first. And if it doesn't feel comfortable to bring up this in-game relationship, in-game... Mm-hmm. Then, then just ignore it and avoid it. And just keep the game going. Remember, this is a game you do for fun. And I, I don't know how many times we have to emphasize that. Because it seems in every podcast we've talked about. The game and the hobby and then just any time you play any kind of tabletop role-playing game, it's, it's meant to be fun. You're meant to have fun with your friends and sometimes even your family if you get them involved you want to just be able to experience something new and enjoy it you don't want to feel like it's a burden mm-hmm. and well and sometimes that's the hard thing with relationships because they can make it difficult and a burden mm-hmm. well anyway thank you for reminding us about that point Val. of course of course anyway is there anything else we forgot uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's something, but um, that'll be for another podcast. I'm sure we'll figure it out. I mean, I think we because we we went over the whole player to player. Oh, player and uh, DM to player. Uh, well, I mean, we we kind of covered that with that's NBC, all, that, but that's something different too. I mean, yes and no. There's four types of three types. There's like three types of interactions that happen whenever any type of interaction happens at a, pl- at a table. Player to player. Yeah. Character to character. Yes. Player to character. Or character to player. Mm. Yes. Because like... And that can go for anybody, including the DM. Yeah. And honestly, my only my bit of advice to the DMs is that as nice as it is to have characters have interest in players, I usually find it best to have the players take interest in the NPCs. Like You can drop hints as an NPC, but don't be too forward because... I have been on the other side of that where a NPC takes interest in you and it can be very uncomfortable um, as a player to just get advanced on by the DM 
and just feel like, oh, well, this is happening now. Um, oh, okay. And again, and obviously, it's like it's kind of that's different between like again the gay road trip where we are very much like in accord and we understand what's going yeah. on and Solitude's we've kind of an it. idiot. When it, when it happened so, to me, I did, had no clue yeah, what was going on. Yeah, you had no on. clue and you were put on the spot. Yeah, and so of course I went with it and it just felt more like the DM was go- was getting two action figures and going, now kiss! And yeah. I'm just like, okay, hold. And you know... Oh yeah, that's that's a big thing right there. Do not... Do not matchmake. Do, do not, not matchmake. Match oh do my god. let it happen naturally. Yeah, you might have at times where you're like, oh, I totally ship this character and this character. I mean, like, I absolutely have my ships, but I'm yeah. not going to be like, oh, it should totally happen in-game. No. no you're no, not going to force a- Della to date whoever. Oh, and- no, I have no ships in The Witcher. Yeah, well, that's, that's a bad <laughs> no. example. But I, mean, yeah. I mean, the only ship that we have as a joke is the barmaid and Della. <laughs> Which that I, is a joke. That is a joke, and I still love it. But, like... We don't have necessarily where it's like we're shipping these people together and we're going to force it to happen in game. No, that's something that you joke about with your friends outside of the table. Sometimes it might happen in real life. Or not in real life. It might happen in game. Uh, Sometimes you just get so immersed you think it's real. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Immersed. But the, the, the point is, though, don't force it. Let it happen naturally. Yeah. Don't, don't force yourself onto other players. Don't force yourself onto other characters. Talk things through. Be adults. Be mature. Yes. Don't don't be childish about it. And remember, no means no. Yes. No means no. I mean, no. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's like tea. Yes. Tea. I do know the tea metaphor. Yes, yes. You can have a little bit and say, you know what, that's enough for me. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And then also, this is more... Okay, sorry everyone, I'm a psychology major. Um... It's very important to heed the hard no's. If someone straight up tells you no, then maybe it's kind of time to start looking over previous interactions you've had with them them and their character. Because often a hard no will be preceded by several soft no's, which is how someone says no without actually really saying the words no. And it can be hard to spot, especially if you feel very passionate about something and you're very interested and it's something you want to see happen. But... Again, you're not the only person at the table, and every action you take affects someone else. So It's the domino effect. Yeah. And then also, I'm sure people here have seen it, where you see one player trying to hit something off, and the other player is not necessarily receptive, but they don't want to cause a fuss. So they're giving off all these little soft no's, and it's just not getting across. I know. And then, and a lot of people... Well, I mean, if real life shows you anything, people are not good at taking hints. No. At all. So no, remember, no, no. So remember, as Your a DM... Your dick is enormous. Sorry. That's on the recording for now. <laughs> That's staying in the recording. <laughs> no. Yes, it is, Caitlin. We're keeping it. <laughs> um, sorry, that's what we do whenever a very, very loud cars and motorcycles pass by. <laughs> anyway, this My podcast phone. has been going on for quite some time yeah. now. Um... Main thing. I don't know how many times you have to reiterate. Talk it through. Find people's comfort zones. Don't push it. Do not push it. <sighs> and uh, respect, no- respect, respect. No means no. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, anyway. Okay. 
Final time. Did we get everything? We're done. We're done. We're, We're done. good. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, episode of uh, Me and You, where I am me and you are you. Um, thank you, Val, for being here. Of course. It was very lovely to have this conversation. I'm sure we will have plenty others in the future with you because we do love talking D&D and tabletop games with you. Thank you. Even if we have to do it online. Oh, Discord podcast. I do not mind, actually, at all. So, without, with now the intro, outro song, it's me and you and you and me and me and me and you. I don't get why you always have to do that. You, you, you always need an intro and outro song, Caitlin. We don't always need an intro. Yes, we do. <laughs> I, I am me and you and you and Val is Val over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how we got here. We didn't invite him. She just kind of showed up one day. <laughs> Poof, what do you need? Poof, what do you need? Poof, what do you need? <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Bye-bye.